Welcome to Uncaged. Uncaged. A show celebrating thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the world of commerce tomorrow. And now, please welcome our host, Bant Breen, as we begin another Uncaged episode. Today, we are speaking to Sharon Roos. Hey, Sharon, how are you? Good to see you, Van. Uh, it's great to have you on the show, Sharon. Uh, Sharon is the president at CPG Agency. Um, she'll tell you more about all of the things that they're, they're working on, but they're an experiential experience, engagement, all the E's, every E. You can imagine these guys, the, the, the best in the business in that area. And so I'm excited to hear more about what CPG Agency is up to today. But before we get there, Sharon, tell us a little bit about your background and your career today. Yeah, sure. I think if you look at my resume, it's kind of all over the place, but there are a couple of through lines and that is, you know, telling stories and creating experiences. So everybody talks about how they were inspired as a kid or whatever. And I mean, I truly had that experience because I you know, did a little community newspaper, a neighborhood newspaper, and we put on shows in the backyard and worked on my student newspaper and all those things. But it was really, I think, when I got into college and, and my first job in college was for a community newspaper. And I did that. You know, it's kind of a model that's it's a dinosaur now. Um, but what I loved about it was we were telling stories about the neighbors. We were we were creating this experience of community for for people. It sort of brought all that together. Um, did that for several years. Also worked in community cable TV when that was first starting out. So that was a blast. Um, worked for a couple of talk shows. Started a magazine. But um, in and among all that, I found my way into corporate communications as well, and uh, just kept coming back to that because what I found was that allowed me to use everything everything I knew about telling stories and creating experiences. So um, doing, you know, large scale conferences for Anheuser-Busch and Ford and um, Volkswagen and folks like that over the years. And uh, I've, I've loved that experience of being able to, you know, create emotional experiences for people to move audiences. I just, that's, it gets in your blood. Yeah, I love I love that. And I also love the reference to kind of like the paper routes and the newspaper and all those fun things. I think I was at a conference once uh, where they went around and asked all of the attendees. It was all advertising folks. And they said, what was your first job? And it must have been like 80 percent of the people in the room had had actually had a paper route. <laughs> and I and, and and I think that there was something there's something about that draw to media, you know, the handling of the media that then leads into maybe a lifetime of it. But uh, I don't know what the equivalent now would be, probably maybe having a website or something like that yeah. <laughs> or, or a TikTok, TikTok, you know, that TikTok kind of account thing or something like that today. <laughs> but tell us more about how all of this stuff led into CPG agency and what you guys are up to. Yeah, so I've been with CPG about seven years. It's um, the third uh, sort of production environment that I've worked in um, and definitely the most agency-like. So we come at everything from a strategic angle. Um, we're, we are 
first and foremost about the content that we're delivering to the audience. So uh, CPG is about 35 years old and um, we work primarily in what we say is B to I, so brand to internal. So our events and experiences that we're creating are typically going to be a, a company communicating with its internal audience. So whether that's employees, franchisees, dealers, shareholders, uh, those are the kinds of experience we're, experiences that we're creating. And the goal is, well, we say we create belief through experience. So we want to change beliefs. We want to change behaviors through the experiences that we're creating. And uh, we're very fortunate to do that. We have some, a great client roster, Southwest Airlines, uh, O'Reilly, Ulta Beauty, and many others that we work with. I can only imagine how important that area is now. Uh, I, I think of my, my own company and how we've shifted from being a very much of an office-based culture to, during the pandemic, very much of a digital-based culture to, to now something in between. But one of the things that I know that we're doing is we're spending a lot more money on things like conferences and getting people together. So I can only imagine uh, the things that other companies are doing. I mean, is there are there any examples that you can kind of share with us as to good of things that people are doing? Yeah, it's been interesting over the last year and a half um, trying, you know, when you have organizations for example, retail organizations where they may have had to shut down so many stores or, you know, other companies that are sending their folks home and working remotely for the first time ever, you know, that um, that company culture, that flow of information that you're so used to receiving has all been upended. And so, um, you know, we've been working with our clients throughout the past, you know, 18 months to create experiences for them that continue that. I mean, the, the power of a shared experience, it, you know, is what we're about. And so how do you communicate that information and, and create experiences to remind people why they're part of that organization and what they love about that company? So, um, for example, we've done uh, virtual events for our, our friends at Ulta Beauty, Anheuser-Busch, uh, Southwest you know, to keep their employees connected and engaged. And then for some of our clients, we're doing that same thing with their franchisees. So if you imagine, you know, when you come in in person to an event, you're a franchisee, the benefit you get from talking to company executives, from talking to your fellow franchisees, you know, all that comes to a halt. So how do you create that virtually? And fortunately, um, fortunately, we're now moving more into the hybrid and in-person events again, and it's a little easier. I'm never going to say that virtual is easy or a slam dunk or anything. Yeah. Well, uh, well, I'm excited to kind of understand a little bit more clearly what that journey's been like. I I can't imagine what uh, you guys felt in the spring of last year where, you know, eh. I was about to go to Mobile World Congress, I remember, in uh, late February, and they, they shut it. And, I, and there were many, many other major shows, South by Southwest and yep. others that were all closed down. Tell me, walk me through what happened, you know, how you guys 
felt and how you reacted and then how you built these kind of new solutions? It's interesting. I've been through, you know, 9-11 and the recession in 2008-9, which both of those had profound impact on the event and experience industry. I've never been through anything like this. So last February and Q1 is typically our busiest quarter. We run like crazy people. We had crews all over the country. We had a crew ready to go to Singapore to do an event. We had a crew in California. Um, so February, we just sort of started getting these whispers of things. And the first thing to go was the Singapore event because, you know, that was, you know, where some of this stuff was happening early on. And then just one by one things. And so the, the, the crew we had on the ground in California um, were starting to set up and the the client canceled because it was a global event, people coming from all over the world. And one by one, their, their attendee groups were canceling. Um, I myself was in Austin on a program and headed to um, Brazil, Rio, for a program. And eight days before that Rio event, the client said, we can't go to Rio. We've got to go to New York. And so eight days we had to, in eight days, we had to completely restructure that event, find a location, change, put up scenery. I mean, like everything about that event had to change and figure out a hybrid solution for their folks in China and Canada and Australia, you know, their folks all around the globe who wouldn't be coming. So um, that was the last program that we did was that one in New York. And I came home from New York on, I think it was March 12th. And three days later, we sent everybody home with no business on our books. I mean, we had not everything for the year had canceled. And uh, so it was uh, it, it was a brutal time. Yeah, I can only imagine tough time for the company, but also just such a such an incredible challenge for clients, because, you know, the, the types of clients that you guys work with, uh, they they are considerable investors in experience. I mean, these are companies that have always played heavily in these spaces and suddenly for them to. To, to stop, that must have been a, a, an interesting converse, set of conversations with your clients. Indeed, uh, many, many conversations. And our team did a phenomenal job of, you know, we've, we've done virtual events in the past. It was, no, it was no secret to us how to do them. Or, or, but for our clients, a lot of them hadn't. And they were like, what do we do? We don't know what to do. And I, I think we... Yeah, there were a couple of months there where every single client conversation we had was about a platform. What's the platform? What platform should we use? And we kept saying, we don't care. Here, here are three, pick one. It's about the experience. What we really have to talk about is how we take this experience that was going to be in person and turn it into something that works in this environment for, you know, 8,000 people or whatever it was, you know, what, whatever some of these events are very large events. So lots and lots of conversations, lots of handholding by our team to just help them through that process and, uh, and figure it out. And we, we, we got there together. Yeah, no, it's amazing. And, and it sounds to me like, um, I mean, I'm experiencing that I'm feeling this new wave that's happening um, I, I, I spoke with my wife about a month ago about it. And I said, I don't know what's happening, honey, but 
everybody seems to be chomping at the bit to get back out uh, into events. And, uh, you know, in the marketing world, you just saw all of these people uh, creating all of these events around when when the Can Lions would have been um, over the last week or, or so. And so, I mean, what are what are you 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 seeing? Are you really seeing kind of a burst forward, or are people approaching it differently? Well, it's interesting. I think in our space, because so many of our clients are communicating with their employees, are trying to plan events around their employees, we're going to be one of the last groups that comes fully back. Um, we just had a client that every year we do an experience for about 8,000 people in a big arena and we bring all their employees together. And they said, you know, we're going to go virtual again because we know that some of our employees aren't vaccinated. Some people don't feel comfortable traveling yet. You know, so I do think we're going to be one of the last ones to come back. Now, having said that, there is definitely a surge. <laughs> we are feeling the surge. And, um, and most of the clients are saying, yeah, let's come back, but let's figure out, let's do something hybrid so that folks, if they don't feel comfortable traveling, you know, they can still take part in the experience. So, so for, for a company that handles experiences for other companies, uh, how has this played out for, for, for you and your team, Sharon? I mean, how, how have you uh, been able to operate uh, your, your company through the process and how is it evolving? Um, I'd just be curious how you feel about these new hybrid models and your thoughts there. I have a lot of thoughts about hybrid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for for our team personally, you know, we it was so interesting. We moved into brand new space about four or five days before we sent everybody home. So we have this huge, new, beautiful space. And um, the beauty of that was as we were, you know, dealing with all this over the last year or so, there was enough room here for people to spread out. So we've been coming in and out of the office and and having meetings and that kind of thing. And, and our team is fully vaccinated. And um, But uh, it was interesting when we thought about coming back into the office more on a, you know, on a full-time basis, we surveyed the team and everyone on our team wanted to be back in the office at least two or three days a week, which is really different from a lot yeah, of hearing. But I, I think that probably maybe because you guys are a company that works in that experience space, maybe exactly. it's a personality characteristic. Yep, and everybody <laughs> here understands the value of that face-to-face -face time and the collaboration that happens and all of that. So, so yeah, we are happily back in the office three days a week, and and people have a lot of flexibility, which they love. And so, it we we've, we've actually you know managed to make it work for us now. Um, as far as our clients, we're seeing most of them coming back online into their offices, at least partially toward, you know, the, you know, if they're not already toward the fall. Um, as far as their experiences, yes, lots of talk about hybrid. And I probably get, you know, 10 or 15 emails a day from various providers that talk about hybrid. So, you know, I think the, the two things that or two of the things that really were great benefits of virtual for our clients and for these experience. One was reach. So, you know, you're maybe not going to fly 10,000 people to an event. You're going to fly your 1,500 top managers or whatever. Well, with virtual, you could reach that, that 10,000, you know, with very little um, cost to it. So that's one thing. And then the extension of the content, when you think about 
these events generate some really terrific content. And for years, we've been telling our clients, use this content beyond the event. And I think they're so focused on the event that a lot of times they don't see beyond, you know, well, now they do, they see the value of that content and extending it, you know, beyond the event. But I think the watch out is it is in no way the same experience. And, you know, I would say, you know, start with your why, who's the core audience and design a great in-person experience for them. Start there and then say, all right, who can we extend this to and how can we use this content we're creating? I would suggest making a portal where live and virtual or in-person and virtual attendees can log into. But I don't think that that the the uh, and I'm going to say at home they might be at home they might be in the office whatever I don't think the virtual viewer you know they have a different set of needs from the in person attending you know you go to in person you you go to to one on one and and those hallway conversations that you have and to to be inspired and motivated in this environment the 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 remote viewer wants content lots of value content. And they want to get in and get out. And the beauty of it is you can take the content you're creating in that in-person experience and provide it in that way. But you don't have to just turn on a pipe and make them sit and watch the eight hours of the event and the people eating the chicken and, you know, all that. You can yeah. you, know, you can take that content and make it into something that works for your virtual audience even better than it would. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a really interesting set of challenges presented really by by this this level of change i i've been uh, i've been thinking about that which is um the one thing very much that you don't get from a virtual event is that after hours or in the hallway thing and um i know that there have been kind of um attempts to create kind of one-on-one or breakout sessions i was in one of those the other day and it, it just is not, it's not the same. I mean, um, you do build up those relationships over, uh, you know, a gin and tonic or a beer, you know, and that are lifelong relationships. And, and so I think you can't really replace that. And I, I could see how you guys play a huge role in that space. So, I mean, I, I, I think the thing that I find fascinating about this rebuilding of companies is that um, you saw a lot of digital companies say, oh, well, we're not going to have an office at all anymore, you know, but I mean, I think that that's a, the, the risk there is that the office has been always the fallback for culture, kind of like a, almost like an organic culture. So I imagine that what you guys do could very much be at the very heart and center of this new hybrid world because these company meetings are going to become so much more important to the lifeblood of the operation. I mean, yeah. do, do, do your clients, are they seeing the, that, that shift of importance? I mean, I, I see you guys being critical at this point. Yeah, I think they do. I, I think this, um, we, we did an event uh, last week and a half ago with Southwest Airlines. And, and I think it's a great example of that because, you know, they're, they're the kings of culture. And, you know, for Southwest, their people are spread out around the country already. So, you know, bringing them together is critical to them. And I think, you know, they understand the value of that shared experience. So we on this was the occasion of their 50th anniversary. 
they typically do a an employee rally every year, and we we we've supported with them with that for about seven years, I guess. They came to us initially because they were doing an event that wasn't getting a lot of traction. It's interesting. I love this is such a fascinating story. So they were doing something called Message to the Field, which okay, you know, I don't really I don't care, you know, I don't, but it was it was an opportunity for their CEO to give updates, talk about the future, and they would have to use their own time and money to go to this event. And Southwest came to us and said, you know, we're just not getting the traction. You know, some people come, but it's not, there's not the energy. So we worked with them to completely reimagine that event. And it is now the Southwest Rally. And it's in several uh, cities each year with several thousand people. So of course this year we couldn't execute it the way we would want to. And it was their 50th anniversary. So um, what we ended up doing was a hybrid where there were about 800 people in one of their airline hangars in Houston, and then another 5,000 people watching virtually. But what we really worked so hard at was to get at the heart of Southwest. I mean, the, the, just the what it's like to be a part of that company and why people are so passionate about working for that. And so the stories we told, the videos and the, the, the presentations, and, and of course, the reveal of their beautiful new Freedom One plane that was so exciting. But, yeah, you know... All that in the press. Oh, it was so cool. And just the, yeah. the, the tears and the emotion in that room and, and, and from the people watching, you know, I think that that's where you really can move people and you can remind them of that culture and of why they're there. And so that's, I think, what, what becomes critical as we go forward, especially, as you say, in this, you know, if people are working from home or, you know, they don't have that in-person experience together these experiences, these, um, you know, whether they're annual events or quarterly yeah. events. So-, yeah, so critical. I, I love that. And uh, clearly, you know, everyone can learn from Southwest when it comes to experience. They're, they're, they're literally the, the leaders in that, that space. But I mean, if my business is any example of, of other businesses, I am shifting so much more budget into experience into because I know that that's going to be really critical and giving teams the flexibility to connect in the ways that they want to connect. And um, it's the one thing that many, I think, leaders saw during the pandemic was culture is almost it cultures everything. And if you don't have a, a, a culture and, and uh, the trust between employees and that connection, then you don't have anything. And uh, and so I, I really, I guess I, I, I probably am like your biggest champion, Sharon. I, I think what you're doing is so critical for, for what folks are going to need to be thinking about going forward, for sure. Well, thank you. I love that. Yeah. So, so tell me, I mean... In in the space, in events, I mean, certainly it's going to be these hybrid events. You probably use some of the things you learned from the pandemic and, and go back to some of the new stuff. But are there any other trends that we need to kind of keep our eyes on in the experience space over the next couple of years? Yeah, I think a couple of things. Um, data collection continues to be really important. And uh, it's interesting there's a lot of data you can collect from a virtual or a hybrid experience. You know, how, you know, are people checking into the sessions? How long are they staying on them and all those kinds of things. Um, So I do think data collection is going to be more and more important to prove ROI. 
Um, but I think interestingly, one of the things we touched on is, you know, those hallway conversations and, and that I think what's going to become really critical is providing experiences that allow for that one-on-one, that small group interaction. I think you're going to see less of the big general sessions, you know, maybe you kick off and end with a general session, but in between there are a lot of really hands-on small group experiences. I think we were starting to move that way before the pandemic, and I think it'll just continue. Wow. I hope that's the case. I I, I think that, th- that that's really harnessing the, the true value of, of that experience of when people get together. So anything that's kind of more hands-on. Well, it's been amazing to talk to you today, Sharon, about what, the, what your company, CPG Agency, is up to. If someone wants to reach you and, and, and talk to you about it, uh, where should they find you? Yeah, definitely. I'm at uh, Sharon R at CPGAgency.com or I'm on LinkedIn under Sharon Roos, R-E-U-S. Great. Well, we have been speaking with Sharon Roos. She is the president at CPG Agency. If, uh, if you've ever experienced Southwest Airlines or, or, or uh, some of these other amazing brands that, that she works with, like Ulta Beauty, O'Reilly Auto Parts, and, and, and others, um, you'll understand how important that space is. And we're living through a moment where this idea of, custom, I guess, um, employee experience is going to be reinvented. Um, as as companies reinvent their own organizational structures, operational structures of whether people are working in the office or out of the office, but these experiences are going to continue to be very, very important. Thank you so much for coming on the show today, Sharon, to tell us about what you guys are working on. Um, Sharon uh, has been on Uncaged. Uncaged is a show that celebrates thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the commerce of tomorrow. Thank you again, Sharon. I look forward to talking to you in the near future. Thanks, Pam. Cheers.